Man up in my city on the roof, yeah David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, babe The Providence College Friars Top for the crossover The reverse Oh, baby The rush the Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter, at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me as always, we have BOC. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Uh, today is Tuesday, March 1st. We have reached March BOC. And guess what? For the first time ever, we can say your province college friars are Biggie's regular season champions. We did it, BOC. We did it. We did it. That's, I mean, that second half was just a full-on celebration. Like, it was just a party on the court. I'm sure it was in the stands, too. I was watching uh, with a couple buddies, and it was just such a fun time. You know, we've been following this team, me, for, what, 15 years now? You for a little bit less, and it's just – it's incredible, everything that they've done, all the accomplishments this year. And it's, it's just the beginning, though. We have a long way to go with the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament, so I'm pumped up. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I agree with their sentiments that, that there's still work to be done here. Um, however, I, I just think such a big moment for the program, uh, oh, yeah. for the community, it was awesome, man. Like the vibe around, uh, Providence was electric. I got in probably around like 1230, uh, nice. and, um, you know, we, we grabbed some food at the Abbey and we made our way to Trinity. It was packed. I got on the news. <laughs> I think I sent I you that clip. I said yeah. the WPRI. Yeah, you know, I tried to have them say my name as Mike Surrett, comma, the province crier, but they didn't do it, but that's okay. Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, they go in and they ask, like, these two guys if they want to be on TV, and they just straight up tell them, like, no. And then I was like, oh, you want to interview the crier? And the guy's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'll do interviews. Like, oh, okay. So uh, we do the interview. It, it was It was interesting. It was like, partially that ba- i mean it was basketball centric obviously but they yeah. asked me about like the economic impact on like places like uh trinity and stuff so, so that was interesting um you're it's the great the grassroots were becoming uh legends day by day yes. interview by interview exactly so um you know I, I do my tv spot and then i uh, make my way to the dunk about i think i want to say like quarter of eight um you know, the place was buzzing. The students went with the green out uh, for so the awesome. luck theme. So it awesome. was awesome. I will say going into it, it made me a little nervous. Um, I know in the preview article, 
I had said that I felt like this would be a, a celebration and a party throughout and that we'd win big. Um, but as we got closer, I was, I was getting a little more and more nervous. I just thought the luck thing could backfire uh, with everyone wearing their green. But um, that was not the case whatsoever. Uh, the Friars all over Creighton, 72-51. Um, you know, it's such an electric atmosphere. PC, you know, builds a nine-point lead going in the break. I'm feeling good at that point. Yeah. Um, but then, then they push that out to like 16, 17 points. And then, you know, even bigger to 21 points. And from then on, it was, it was just a party uh, at the dunk. Um, you know, Fonts comes in, gets the bucket. The crowd goes nuts. Beer just starts flying everywhere. And, uh, and like, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because like people were like chucking full tall boys in the air and like I, I didn't even notice that one of the cans hit the court but I could see like all the beer like showering on the court so I was like oh Jesus and like of course imagine, we imagine if imagine if we were like 45 seconds away from the Big East Championship and they called the game yeah yeah and they had us forfeit like I thought like that was possible I was like oh no like of course this is how we screwed this up um, but you know first off credit uh, Greg McDermott, I thought he handled that, oh, yeah. you know, like a pro's pro. Obviously, he's buddies with Cooley. Obviously, he knows, you know, the significance of winning the Big East. And, um, you know, I, I thought him not getting – I feel like a lot of coaches could have gotten bent out of shape about beer flying on the court and all this stuff. Um, but but he was really good about it. You know, he gets – he ends up having to do the shake – a handshake line with with seven seconds left in the game. Yeah. Um, Cooley gets, you know, rewind one second here. Cooley gets back on the mic like he has had to the past like few games here. He's like, "Stop throwing shit! Stop throwing shit!" It's <laughs> like, like, well, you just can't you can't control the fans, especially in an environment like this. They, the, I was watching on TV and I was just like, the security has no chance here. Like they might as well just no. give up, just go home. And and, and they didn't really. You know, pretending like the security started to line up the student section once the beer started flying on the, on the court. But it was pretty much they, they just let everyone go. They're like, OK, here we go. Uh, as the final buzzer sounded, um, they stormed the court. You know, it, it just the court is just mobbed. It was it was a sight to behold. Um, you know, the, the team goes to the tunnel. Cooley, you know, they keep telling over over the, the mic. You know, we have to clear the court so we can have cut down the nets here. And uh, our guy, John Fanta, decides to take the mic. And that's when people finally listened uh, to him. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, like, we, we have a ceremony to do. We have one off the court. And, of course, the students listened to John Fanta. Uh, they started to slowly matriculate, you know, into the corner uh, of the courts to, to give them room to cut down the nets. Um just an awesome, awesome scene. Um, you know, Fanta can, Fanta can do no wrong in Providence. No, he's he cannot. Like, he's, he's literally the mayor like the of Providence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, man, like I, I wrote the the post game article. I, I'd like to apologize to the Fire fans. It didn't come out on Sunday. Saw a lot of people checking our site. Um, I was kind of recovering. 
it was a big moment and, and BOC was, was stranded in, in uh, Key West as he is right now, as we're recording, he's finally getting out of there tomorrow morning. But in the game recap article, you know, I talked a little bit about the game, but it, it was way more than, you know, the X's and O's of the game, right? Like you said it a few moments ago, you've been a fan for about 15 ish years. I'm like 14 ish years, uh, you know, came to PC in 2008, worked with the team. Um, and that's when it all started for me. And, you know, there are plenty of other fire fans that, that have been here even longer. Right. Yep. And, you know, you and I realize the impact that Providence has on the city of Providence. You talk about it, essentially it's their pro team, right? It's the closest thing that they'll have to like professional sports. So the, the community really cares. Um, and, you know, to be the founders of the Big East, yet to never win the regular season title, it, it was just all that emotion uh, encapsulated in one night. And so like, it was just awesome. Um, Creighton, by the way, oh boy, do they miss uh, Nemhart here. Nemhart, oh yeah. Oh. They had four assists as a team the entire game. And yeah. we had 17. Uh, like, Re- how, about Re- how about Reeves? Yeah, awesome. I, I, you know, I wrote that was, that was fitting, you know? Um, yeah. You talk about Reeves, his first game at the dunk was electric. He, like, broke a freshman record uh, for scoring in a single game with 29 against Siena way back when. And now, you know, we know the story of A.J. Reeves. We know all the injuries that he's gone through um, in the ups and downs. And for him to put it all together on that night, uh, to have 23 points, 7 of 10 from deep, like, he couldn't miss. Like, every shot took up. We knew it was good. So that was just awesome to see. Um, Really, all the seniors contributed in their own way in this one. Um, you know, up and down the roster. I mean, Horkler only scores four points, but he gets nine rebounds. Um, Manaya, I thought was awesome once again defensively. I, I think at this point, he's pretty much going to lock up that defensive player of the year. Um, yep. You talk about Hawkins only had 10 points. Uh, he was hounding him all, all, all day long. You know, Durham and Watts both get 12 points. Watson adds five rebounds. Durham adds five assists. Like, every, all the seniors that were honored you know, contributed to this win. So it was just an awesome game, man. Yeah, I think it's like – it just shows, like, Reeves leading the team in scoring. We've said all year you never know who's going to be the leading scorer, who's going to contribute, and this is this was just, like, a perfect testament of that. And it's a great sign. Like, we talked about the pod prior, seeing Bynum come on as a great player, seeing Reeves come on and seeing Breed start to develop more. Like, these are all things that are happening in the past couple weeks – and they're happening at the right time. So they're becoming even more of a well-rounded team, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I tweeted out, you know, if AJ's going to shoot like this, like everyone in the country is screwed. And that got a ton of likes uh, because it's so true. We all know how good AJ Reeves can be. And if he's, if he's playing like this, man, watch out for the Friars. Because, you know, like you said, it just opens up everything for everyone else. Like more space for Bynum to create off the dribble more space for Nate Watson in the paint, Um, you know, just would be a huge development. You know, we we don't need him to hit like seven threes every single game, but like to be able to to knock down threes and be a threat from there um, is huge for this team. Um, But 
man, oh man, like, I, I feel like I was listening to Titus and Tate on my drive home from province yesterday or Sunday, that is, um, we're recording on Monday here. Um, and they were talking about how, you know, I think at this point, Friar fans can say they, they had a successful season for winning the Big East, regardless how the rest of it goes. Um, obviously, we want tournament success. Um, you know, we've had our struggles in the NCAA tournament, and I think you and I would agree that we want to at least make the second weekend this week um, or this year. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do think winning the Big East title does take a lot of the pressure off of that. I don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah, I, I actually think it's a great point because I think if they didn't win the Big East, they would say, okay, we're having this historic season and they would have the second weekend looming over their head. I think accomplishing winning this is is more impressive than the Big East tournament because it's a whole year of consistency and being the top team. Um, but with that said, we still need to produce in the NCAA tournament. I still, if like, I hope this doesn't happen, but if they fall short and they don't make the second weekend, we'll say, what if? We'll look back on the season fondly, in my opinion, still, but you would all always say what if. So I, it'd be great to win the Big East tournament and MSG to be regular season and, and conference uh, tournament champions and then also make the second weekend. But I think the most important thing right now is getting everybody healthy for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we'll talk about the health aspect of this uh, when we preview the Villanova game. But um, some of the other thoughts, um, you know, you got – a ton of Big East fan bases crying foul here that Providence wins the the Big East regular season championship without playing a full 20 game slate, which is just ridiculous. Uh, you know, at least at least the media has acknowledged that at this point it's ridiculous because they've gone they've proven night in night out that they're worthy of of being the Big East regular season champions. I mean, they beat every single team in the conference except Villanova. You know, have a chance to do that on on, on Tuesday night. Um, but, like, it's ridiculous. Like, yes, had they played those three games, is there a chance that, you know, it would come down to this Villanova game on Tuesday? Sure. But it's, it's a pandemic. Like, like what are they going to do? Uh, it just uh, – it's just such sour grapes. Typical – I mean, it's typical for UConn fans to do something like that. But, you got like, Xavier, seeing how – I feel like Nova – the, the one team that's actually getting screwed the most out of this, they're taking it like, eh, whatever. Because <laughs> they've been there before. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, it's like the uh, hate us because you ain't us. And that's what UConn and Xavier fans are doing right now. They're absolutely jealous of us. And that's all it comes down to, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, next stop, Providence got Villanova Tuesday night on the road, 6.30 tip FS1. And then Big East tournament. Uh, we'll get underway. The Crier and BOC will be in attendance. Um, Friars will be playing the noon game on Thursday. Uh, I can't wait to get down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. But uh, do you have any other thoughts from this one? Uh, It's just, you know, we said at the start of the year, we thought this team had a chance to be special. I remember saying, like, in my preseason prediction, one of my, you called hot takes or whatever was, this team is a second weekend tournament type team, um, but they're even exceeding my expectations. Like I thought in my honest objective opinion, when I was looking at this team, I was probably more bullish on this team than most Friar fans. I thought they were going to be a 
also receiving votes type team all year where they're in and out of the top 25. I did not expect them to be this great. And that's a testament to Cooley getting the right players in the program culturally as well. And also everybody buying in for the better of the team because Watson's production has dipped and you haven't heard him complain once. Nope. Um, Reeves probably isn't getting the shine that he wants. And I know there was injuries and stuff like that, but he's lost some time to Manaya and some others and even Durham to a certain extent, but everybody's bought in for the greater good of the team. And I think that's so important and that's so hard to find. And it's just a testament to the unique makeup of this team. Yeah. I mean, going into the year, if you remember, I, I said, I was going to put zero expectations on this team because I was sick of doing it and getting disappointed. Um, but yeah, even on my, you know, bias, bullish, even my wildest dreams, I couldn't expect the year that they put on this year. Um, you know, I like the grad transfers they added, but it's one thing about adding guys is another thing about seeing how they all fit together. And it's been awesome. You talk about the two grad transfers that came. Manaya in, in Durham. From day one, they it seemed like they bought in and you know established, built that chemistry with the team and it showed. Um yep. and you know, Durham's been an absolute warrior. You're talking about him battling a sports hernia injury. He, he's he's not practicing, he's getting subbed in and out. And yet, what does he do in the first half? He makes a crazy attempt at, at uh, trying to get a steal and he goes flying into the stands. And I was like, Oh my God, no, but no. you like, that's like exactly what I love in my team. Like that's, that's the perfect example of everything that I want in my team. And he just shows it. he doesn't care if he's hurt. I said on the last podcast, he was going to play in this one because you know, he'd rather die than not playing this one with a chance to win the Big East title. And like, sure enough, he's putting his body on the line. He's just a perfect fit for this team. Yeah. And then when I, you know, I feel like any Friar fan's going to love a guy that just busts his ass on defense all the time. And, you know, that's what Manaya does. And it, it's just so great to see that these two guys in such a short time have won over the hearts of, of Friar fans. So they, they were awesome. You talk about Watson. Yes. You know, he's a guy that said at the beginning of the year, I have personal goals and I have team goals and, you know, I want to accomplish those. And while he probably didn't have um, – we'll see. I mean, I, I still think he can potentially make Biggie's first team, even though he's only averaging like 13 or 14 a game. Um, but, but yeah, he's bought in completely. He, he doesn't care if he's not putting up these monster numbers. Um, he said that. Uh, he, he's never complained. And he's always talking about, you know, just winning. If you look at the Xavier game, he – slipped or guy's ankles broken, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he said after the game, Hey, like if that's what it takes, he tweet out, like if that's what it yeah. takes to, to, to win, I'll fall every single game. <laughs> uh, so, so he awesome. doesn't care, which is awesome. Um, you know, you think about Horkler, he, he's been on the team for two seasons now, but you think about his development from when he first started playing with the Friars, we, we saw what he could be towards the end of the season, his development, and he's carried that over to this year too. Um, so just awesome to watch. And then, um, you know, we spoke about Reeves already. Then Fonts, man. I, I don't know if I like recall a walk-on that like completely embodies what you're trying to do with the program. You yeah. know, like, I feel like. Bancroft. Like is Friartown, man. Like always bring the energy. Um, yeah. 
you know, Cooley's not afraid to put him in because he knows that Fonts will bring that scrappiness, uh, knows what he's doing in terms of the plays and everything. So, like, man, the senior class is special, man. You talk oh, about yeah. 2020, the year that got canceled by COVID, it sucked that those seniors had to leave without showing what they could do uh, in the NCAA tournament. And we all felt like that was a special senior group. I feel like this one's just as special, maybe probably more special because of uh, what they were able to accomplish in, in the, the regular season, getting the first biggest championship uh, in program history. All right. So we got Nova. We're, we're going to cut to break here. But before we do that, I put together some clips for the crier talk. Um, I think I mentioned this on last pod. I did it before. After the X game, I got like one interview, I, I want to say. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to include it. Let's see if they win. I'll be able to get a bunch of them. Uh, and that's what happened. And the students outside were just going nuts. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So let's get to it. A championship edition of Crier Talk. And then we'll have our, our a word from our sponsors at Anchor. And we'll be back to preview the Villanova PC game Tuesday night. All right, guys, I'm outside the dunk. The Friars did the win in triple OT. How are we doing? Oh, yes, yes, sir. Champions! There you go! Shots are finished! Shots are finished! 
we got bigger operations. We certainly do. Guys, um, so the students, they've been a big part of it. How do you guys feel about that, like you making a part of this championship? Listen, we're seniors, this is all we ever dreamed of. I feel like I'm the biggest man in the world. I came to every game, I never witnessed any like this. We went 14 and 15 for this last season just to get this season. I'm so hard. That's good. That's good. The man that is shirtless outside the dunk. Yeah, it is are. 30 degrees. How is that, man? Biggest shift. It's the biggest fucking game in Providence College history. I don't, Hell yeah. I don't care if we went to the Final Four in the 70s and 80s. We won the biggest regular championship today. And all I have to say is we're going to keep this momentum rolling into the biggest tournament and into March tournament. Let's go. Let's win that. Let's win that. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go, brother. Let's go. 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 Let's go
I don't know. It's just the disrespect continues, but you just keep plugging along and you just got to keep proving the doubters wrong. And they've been doing that all year. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, they've used that as fuel all year long. And if, if the media wants to keep doing it, they'll keep using it. Um, yeah. But the one good thing about beating the bag out of Creighton was it did jump us up pretty big in Kemp Bomb. Uh, yeah. We're now, we're now 39th. Yeah. 39. So I think they jumped like six spots or something like that. Um, offensively now, Providence has the 30th most efficient offense in Kempom. Their defense is a tad behind. I thought, I thought defensively that they could be better this year back in the top 50. They're close. They're at 59. Um, but yeah, the metrics are finally starting to believe a little bit um, still. For a team that's twenty four and three, winners of their of a major conference uh, yeah. to be ranked thirty ninth is still too low in my opinion. Um, but the luck factor also went down. Boc. Why? Um, because we throttled the team. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess. Uh, yeah. Whatever. We, we're still in first in the luck, so there's that. But the gap is closed significantly um, on the luck factor. Like, let's see, UNC Wilmington now is 0.019 points behind us in luck. So uh, the, luck, for them. the luck rating took a beating uh, with PC's win. So, all right, let's get to Nova. Um, you know, I think the biggest talking point that you kind of see around Twitter right now is what do the Friars do with this game? It means nothing standing-wise. Obviously, you get a win that would be huge for your profile and your resume uh, going forward. You got guys like Al Durham who are, who are really banged up, as we mentioned, hasn't been practicing. So are you on Team Sit, Durham? Um, I'll say this with a caveat that I don't know how banged up he is or isn't. You know, we only see what we see in the games. But if he's as bad as everybody thinks he is, I would just rest him. This team, like we've said, incredibly well-rounded. We don't necessarily need him. Um, we have other players like Bynum and Breed that can step up. So I would personally rest him, but I don't know how bad the injury is. Like only the team and the, the medical staff know that. Um, this game, like, you know, we already clinched a Big East championship, so that's nice. But if we win against Nova, I think that locks us into a top three seed in the NCAA tournament at worst and potentially gets us onto that two, three seed line. So there is a lot of uh, ramifications for the outcome of this game. So I think it's a big game, even though it's following the, the Creighton win. Yeah. So we'll have the preview article out. We already got it done. Um, you were able to bang that one out. You know, I, it's interesting. You talk about learn from game one uh, that, that you played uh, against Nova. I, I think you would be in agreement here let's try and muck this one up a little bit. I mean, yep. granted, we almost did win a run and gun type game against Villanova, but, um, you know, I, I think Cooley and staff will probably try and want to keep this game in the low, like low seventies, high sixties area. Yeah. Um, they also were just incredibly hot from deep in that game. Like I think they shot something like 48% from, from deep. Uh, yeah. If I recall, you're not going to, you're not going to win regardless of who you're playing, you're not going to win a game if somebody's going 48% from deep. And then compounded with us, I think, going 21%, 21.7, I think it was from deep. That's just not 
you're not going to going to win that way. So I think it'll revert to the mean a little bit. I think Nova's going to cool off in a big way relative to the 48%. Um, and we'll probably be a little bit better from three. But yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. We need to muck it up. We can't, we can't do a run and gun type offense against Nova because they'll pick us apart. Yeah, so, um, you know, one of your other keys there is slow down Gillespie and Moore. They absolutely torched us in the first game. It was more first half, Gillespie second half. Gillespie goes for 33 points on us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think our perimeter defense is good, but if, you know, you remember from that game, a lot of their threes were off pick and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and that continues to be a struggle for this team defensively. I mean, that's probably the one thing that's preventing them from being a top 50 defensive efficient team. Um so they're going to have to find a way to fix that. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, know if you can. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to remember, like, Moore and Gillespie are probably going to be first or second team. Well, Gillespie will absolutely be first team all Big East, probably be player of the year. Moore maybe sneaks into the first team. Maybe he'll be second team. They're studs. Like, they're studs in their own right, so they're going to make some tough shots. What I would do if I were them is, and I wrote about it in the article, is just run them off the three-point line. And if we have to live with them making – if them and their big men making tough shots in the paint and driving and making those, I'd rather that than giving them looks from deep because they clearly, they buried us on it in the first game. Yeah. So in terms of prediction here, what are you, what are your thoughts? I I'm not too optimistic. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's human nature. Cooley will never say this. The players will never say this. There may be a lull coming off the championship game. They may have went out that night, and they probably deserve to go out that night. Um, I, I just I can't. I see a letdown a bit, quite frankly. And in the back of their minds, they already say, "Hey, we're the one seed in the Big East tournament. Um, we've already accomplished what we wanted to heading into the Big East tournament." So, as much as we want the win, like I don't know if. I don't know if they feel the same way besides wanting revenge against Villanova. That's just my take from playing sports. You know, I, I there's the human element to it. And I think it's actually going to play a factor. Okay. So, so what do you, you got Villanova winning? Uh, yeah. Bill, I think I, it? yeah, I think I, I think I predicted Villanova. I think it was 79 to 70. Okay. Yep. Um, so here's my thing. I actually think they won't rest players in this one. Um, and the reason being one terms of competitor two, um, you, you think about this game, I think the players realize that people are kind of like poo-pooing on their championship, uh, um, regular season title year. Yeah. Like, you know, they hear that stuff and they've been fueled by this all year. Yeah, I think there is some motivation there to go into Villanova and leave it all out on the floor. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I, I think there is stuff at stake. You, I, I think Providence would, if you want to be, you know, into the second weekend, getting a two-seed is massive, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I like. I- I completely agree. I think if they win this one, they they are probably on that two three line. 
And that's fantastic. Um, Cause there is a big difference between being a two seed and a three seed. Like there's a big difference between being a three seed and a four seed winning on the road against Villanova. That probably, that probably gets you onto that two seed line in my opinion. Yeah. And then when you think about that, say if they were to beat Villanova and then run the table in the biggest tournament, we, we talked about this before in the pod, that's a one. Who know? Like there'd be no way you could argue for it not to be. Able. And you look at the biggest. This past weekend made their case a lot more compelling to actually have a dark have a have a pathway to a one seed because of so many teams that lost ahead of them. So it's there, but it starts with the game against Nova. Yeah. And so I kind of think they'll be they'll learn from some of their mistakes in the first time out against Villanova. Um, how about this BOC? The Friars haven't been swept by anyone. They lost to Marquette. What they do? They fixed. They got blown out in the first game, and what they do? They they came back and they won a tight one. I'm going to go with them winning a tight one here as well. I'm going to get What's... PC 72 68 in overtime, maybe. Oh boy! All right. Yes, that that's what I'm going with. That would that would shut up everybody who was complaining about Providence uh, with the Big East regular season title because what they would win. They'd probably win the title by about like three games or so, right? Yeah, I mean they would have that would put them at four, uh, 15 and two in conference. Villanova would have five losses, and yeah. they would be the team with the least amount of losses. So yeah, three up in the loss column. Um, yeah, man, I, I do like I do think it can go either way. I, I really do in terms of like their thought process on this, but I, I just think. You know, you do have stuff to play for. And then on top of that, you have a long layoff. So, like, if we're going to sit down, then that means when we suit up for the Big East tournament, Durham would have not played a game for, like, like a week and a half, close to two weeks. He might need, he might need it, though. No, I know. It's possible. Um, but I don't know. I I just kind of like get a little worried about, okay, they're going to have a long layoff between MSG, uh, the regular season ending and MSG, right? Depending on how you play in that one, you'll have some time off too. I don't know, just long layoff just kind of concerns me. So that's why I think that, that Durham will give it a go, but who knows? You've been, you've been, you've been concerned all year. I've been concerned all year. And now that, now, now that we're champions, um, I'm still a little concerned about some things, obviously, uh, but you know, I'm pre- I am predicting a win, so I got that going for me. Yes, um, you do. But uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll have coverage throughout, obviously. Um, hopefully, we can do a lot of cool stuff at MSG uh, when we're there. I heard Tyson Tater going to the Big East tournament too. Oh, sweet! Yeah, grab a beer with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that about wraps it. Do you have any other final thoughts? No. Looking forward to it's going to be nice to watch the Villanova game with no no stress or pressure. Honestly, like this is going to be this will probably probably be the calmest I'm going to be all game or, or all season. I mean, yeah, until it goes to overtime in the tight one. Uh... I know. Yeah. And I saw I was like pumped. I saw the tip off was six thirty. I'm like, all right, good. Early night to bed. 
But then I was saying the same thing with the Xavier game, and I'm like, okay, so this one will probably go into five overtimes, and I'll go to sleep at midnight again. Yeah. All right. Well, BOC, safe travels. Uh, you're finally getting out of Key West after uh, being stranded there due to canceled flights. So safe travels tomorrow. Um, again, we'll have stuff. Follow the blog. Continue to uh, follow the pod. Um, it's a great day to be a friar. Go friars. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way up on the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, ayy. Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ayy. Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, ayy. I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And you see me bumping, so we gon' let them have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might throw the you. But they sleeping on me while well, I take them back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the truth.